Welcome to this week's episode of the Nerd Chatter Podcast, where two nerds sit down and chit-chat about nerd news that we come across throughout the week. We have the return of Garrett, my friend. How are you? Good. Thanks for carrying the show without me last week. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Taking uh, care of my wife's grandpa, who uh, has broken and rebroken his femur. So um, yeah, that's uh, my mom actually had that happen. Actually, she in the parking lot of a hospital actually going for for some type of checkup. And she was walking to her car and tripped and cracked her femur that was That's interesting rough. it's a like a hip all the way down type of of casting so it's it's pretty yep. rough um neither of us are feeling too well we both uh you know just uh under the weather it seems like a common cold but we got the sniffles and the, the coughs and all that stuff so uh we're working with that but you know we'll we'll truck it along trying to make this nice and quick um but you know as always I like to to share the free and heavily discounted games that i come across throughout the week uh, you know, not too much this week, but Ark Survival Evolved over on the Epic Game Store until September 29th. For those who haven't played Ark Survival Evolved, it's a it's a survival game. You know, it's a spawn in the middle of nowhere, punch some trees, get some wood, pick up pick up some thatch, you know, make a make a, a base, defend, and then you train, catch, you know, and kill dinosaurs for resources or or mounts or that type of thing, but. Uh, it's a pretty buggy game. It's been around for a while. You'd hope that it's it, it'd be cleaned up after these these years, but it, it hasn't. But uh, Arc Two is is inbound in the next year or two. So uh, you know, free's not bad if you want to get get you know kind of warmed up to to what you may experience in Arc Two. It's uh, free over there until the 29th, uh, and also over there, Gloomhaven. It's a dungeon crawler tactical RPG. Not my style, but you know, some people do like those those tactical RPGs and. Uh, again, you know, as always, free is a good price. Uh, and just a notable mention here over on Xbox Game Pass, Slime Rancher 2 is now available. Uh, so that is it for this week. I actually have a few. Um, on Prime Gaming this week, um, ends in eight days from recording, so this is the 24th of September. We have Assassin's Creed's Origin free, mm. um, Shadows of Mortar, Game of the Year Edition, and several others, um, more indie games that are all free. Definitely worth mm. a check out. Yeah, not bad, not bad. So not bad, you know, decent little payload of free games this week. You know, got to check those out. Uh, and then on to the news here. Like I said, we're going to try to make this quick. The roundup, we're also going to just kind of pop off with a few stories and then kind of divert you over to the, twi uh, the Twitter to read up on some of the other stories we'll go over. But uh, first off here, this is uh, a relatively interesting uh, story. I mean, anybody that's that's been involved with you know, early releases or review copies or, you know, any type of NDA, you know, you understand the, the gravity behind those agreements, but uh, certainly not this individual. So I got a little blurb here. We're going to go over it. Uh, relatively respectable Australian gaming YouTuber known, known as Dan Allen Gaming made a whoopsie this week uh, when he accidentally responded to his main on his main account to a tweet directed to a prolific insider uh, leaker on Twitter known as The Real Insider. Uh, for seemingly no reason whatsoever, for no benefit to his actual identity or career, uh, he chose uh, to make a burner account to specifically break NDA he had with Ubisoft uh, to repeatedly leak information uh, he was being given directly by Ubisoft. Although he quickly deleted the accidental response, the screenshot had been taken and the damage had been done as it spread across the internet like wildfire. Shortly after the incident, both Twitter accounts were deactivated and he went into hiding. Uh, while leaving his YouTube channel up to receive the grunt of abuse in the comments and probably farm views uh, as kind of like one last hurrah. 
not too much time had passed before he made a statement claiming it had been a mistake uh, and going on with the standard apology followed up by a very common apology video on his main channel. Uh, his final sentiment was that he learned it wasn't good, uh, he will never do it again, and that he's sorry. All while ignoring the fact that he broke a very serious legal agreement repeatedly for literally no reason other than to endanger his own career. So yeah, this is... <laughs> Wise. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I apologize for, for, you know, fumbling some of the words here. I kind of got like foggy brain with all the, the cold meds and stuff that I'm, I'm all good. chugging. So. Um, but yeah, this individual, um, I think he had like, I don't know, 200, 250,000, maybe 300,000 subscribers, you know, fairly decent for just a gaming channel. He was, you know, he set up, you know, playthroughs. I think he did like a playthrough of Red Dead with the voice actor of John Marston from Red Dead. And, you know, it's like he had interviews with, with creators and, and, or, or devs and stuff like that. So it wasn't like he was some small time YouTuber, but, uh, you know, we've all, you know, I'm going to say not all of us, but we you know we've, we've done things where we signed agreements where it's like, you can't talk about this if you want to be involved and you take those things seriously. But for some reason, I mean, like I, like I had mentioned in that blurb, it's, there was no benefit personally to like his career doing this. It was strictly just for like, I don't know, some weird like side clout on Twitter that would benefit him in no way. You know, you don't make money off of anything on Twitter, you know? So, uh, it's very strange, pretty bad. You know, it was the, 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 the apology video is like very typical, you know, but the fact that it's like, you know, I, I really apologize. I learned my lesson. I won't do it again. It's like, well, you're not going to, I know you're not going to do it again. <laughs> of course you're not going to do it again. Now it just depends on how, how hard Ubisoft wants to come down on you. Cause I mean, it was blatant and for, for literally no reason other than to just kind of spit in their face, you know? Yeah. Um, they have punishments in there in all of those NDAs that are very explicit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what it, like the law is in Australia, but I mean, in the U.S., they threaten jail time. They threaten mm -hmm. um, monetary stuff and the tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, for, depending on the content. This stuff is serious. Yeah. He's going to have a... Um, an issue coming up. Yeah. I put it on Twitter. It's like, nah, dude, this guy's going to get nailed to the wall, dude. Like, <laughs> this dude is going to get, like, reamed. Well, and know? he's going to be like, made an example of. Oh, well, I mean, I don't want to say hopefully. It's like, you don't want to, you know, wish ill will on anybody. But this was blatant. It was repeated. You know, it was intentional. Uh, you know, and I... I wrote it, it's like, you know, that's not a mistake. It's, 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 it wasn't something that he didn't intend to do. It was a bad choice, you know, but I understand that you can, you can make bad choices and it'd be perceived as a mistake, but you know, it was more of like, he was trying to be like, oh, it was a whoopsie, you know, like not like, oh, I didn't know I couldn't do that. It was like, oh, well, yeah, my bad. It's like, no, dude, <laughs> yeah. no mistakes were made. Yeah. Mistakes were made for sure many um, of them <laughs> so yeah he's uh he's kind of done skis i don't know i'm not sure i mean nothing's gonna happen to him youtube wise or anything like that nothing unless he goes wise. to jail uh, i mean yeah he could very well spend spend jail time and i don't know i think ubisoft montreal there might just be one of their 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 locations um i don't know where like laws and jurisdiction and, and that type of thing and if you're agreeing to an agreement in a company in one country, like which jurisdiction and, you know, yeah. who, would, you know, where, how do you press charges and that type of thing? So, um, 
there's yeah. a lot of muddy water. Stupid, stupid choice, you know? Yep. Stupid, stupid choice. Just a really bad idea. <laughs> bad. Yep. I mean, he's dug his own grave, effectively. Yeah. That's that's kind of like, you know, it's like you reap what you sow type thing. And uh, me personally, it's like, yeah, get that guy out of there. No more events. No more copies. Just back to Twitch it is for you, you know? Make your videos. Nobody goes on his shows and, and divulges information or anything like that. It's just... He's going to have to make do with his, his own reviews and his gameplay, and then the, that's it. You know, no more invites, uh, no more special treatment, that type of thing. So, at the very least, you would hope for for, for that type of punishment, where they're just like, eh, okay, we're not going to let you play with that toy anymore. Um, you know, I don't hope, I hope he doesn't go to, like, prison or jail or anything like that, but, you know, you never know. I don't know how the laws work, so. Uh, but that's it for that one. Any final thoughts on that? guy's dumb <laughs> <laughs> stupid game stupid prizes you know it is what yep. it is. for this week on uh, my segment we're going to talk about andor uh was released on wednesday i think right i believe wednesday yeah, yeah and it um released with three episodes um so we're just going to talk uh, or i'm going to give a quick overview and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about some of the details yeah, um, we find, and, and we will we will do our best to not have any spoilers in this particular section. So you know, no need in, in signing off because you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, I think both of us can say that we enjoyed it. You know, yes, and uh, it's a definite recommendation if you're if you're into to Star Wars for sure. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, effectively, where we're at is where um, we have two different scenes going on. Where we have Andor in present, which is four or five years before Rogue One happens. Then we have pre-Empire Andor on his like home planet. But the the show basically is a slow progression uh, so far. That's very methodical. Setting a lot of setup shots. That's very very gorgeous. Then I mean we have a culmination at the end of uh, the I guess it's episode three. Where things are really starting to hit the fan, I really liked it. Like I, you already said that you liked it. I think this is going to be a really great show, and I, I really appreciate the fact that they have everything planned out. So there's going to be from now until the end of, you know, episode 24, it's all planned, ready to go. Yeah. Um, it's not like something that's constantly getting evolved, and it's not going to run for 20 seasons and, you know, drag on. It's they, there's a solid plan, which is nice. Yeah. And it hey, shows. What was the length of the episodes, like, footage-wise? It seemed like the episodes were ending pretty short. Quickly. Were they, yeah. were they like, 35, 40 minutes or something? Or 45 yeah. minutes? It seemed like the credits were, like, super long. And I was, like, I, checking the credits because it was such a chunk of the of the episode. <laughs> I was like, is no. there a scene or something? And no. Uh, just, yeah, these, are the, these are the 500 million people in the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, it's like here's the, well, the laundry list of, of everybody involved yeah and which studio did what and all, yeah. all of that and I mean they have to have it in different languages now so it's I mean mm -hmm. it's any Disney plus content the credits go for 7 minutes or 5 minutes or you know however long the credits go for so the episodes themselves minus the credits were about 35 to 40 minutes yeah, which I a mean, good movie for every three episodes. Exactly, that's perfect length. It's perfect, um, and um, they've de they've already said that they're going to be three episode arcs all the way through. Mm -hmm. Like I said, everything's planned really well, and it's already showing three episodes in. 
Yeah. It's, um, I mean, me, it's, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't know the director's name. I know that they had mentioned, um, Tony Gilroy. I believe it was Gilroy that said it. He's like, I want you to kind of put, put aside your fandom and, and admiration for star Wars, you know, when making this, it's going to be, you know, its own thing. Um, and I wouldn't even go as far to say that it feels, um, and I wouldn't even say it feels within the wheelhouse of rogues, uh, rogue one. Uh, it feels a little bit more, it's in the positive, you know, like uh, rogue one, yeah. it, it was, it was a good looking movie, but at times it felt kind of like weird. Um, this though, it feels, it feels, you know, like it's believable. Like it is somewhere out there in the star Wars universe or galaxy, I should say, but, um, you know, you're picking up in a story between people that, you know, you have no idea. And that's, it's refreshing to like, you know, have other characters and other kind of like subdivisions of the empire and stuff involved. And, you know, we were talking about, it, it's like they're, they're subcontractors, right? Like, yeah, they're not Imperial, you know, soldiers or what have you. They're, they're like a, a contract group, like a security guard group or whatever. So you don't have these repetitive and looming larger imperial figures figures to to kind of uh you know be left with and you know your your tarkins and that type of thing um i know at some point we will be getting uh isb officers or um imperial security mm -hmm. bureau so i mean that, like the, now it makes sense you know what i mean like, yeah because they're going to come being like what's going on over here you know what i mean like yeah of course and and you wouldn't have you know your your typical uh, Joe Schmo Imperial yeah. a staffer come and ask questions. It would be like a, a subgroup and it adds it adds that layer of um you know that there's a business going on there. You know, there's there's an entire economy and and uh financial structure to the Empire. Um you know, and it's kind of a more joke, than you just know? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. um I don't know if you've ever I mean you probably never seen clerks, but um I've seen clips. There's a there's a there's a discussion there where where um, you know Randall is is talking about uh, you know the the second Death Star and and you know how there had to been independent contractors brought in like plumbers and and stuff like that to <laughs> to, to do work on it because like your typical like stormtrooper doesn't know like you know how to like properly fit piping and stuff like that and like you know there was no sympathy for all of the the contractors that were just brutally murdered by the rebellion when it exploded you know so it's like it's funny to kind of see a little bit more of like a serious approach to that you know it's like completely believable um i like that type of stuff where it's like oh you know it's like yeah there would be um you know subdivision little guard outposts and stuff that are are, are hired out um you know, like your little security branches and stuff that are going to be scattered about the, the galaxy and doing the bidding of the empire. So, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that whole like, like vibe. I, I didn't really understand like watching the promos. Like, why do these guys look different? Is this like a pre empire empire? Is this like the transitional phase or whatever? Nope. But no, it makes sense. And I mean, we will get some transitional stuff at some mm -hmm. point. I mean, in the trailers, we had, uh, clone troopers marching through the streets. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, that's coming, mm -hmm. um, and I'm I'm assuming that will be tied in with uh, the young Andor story. Mm -hmm. um, well, we'll see. Uh, I'm the like I said, the way that it's developing, I'm extremely interested in. To, you know, it's it's solid. It's not. It's solid, but it's, it's not. Solid. It's not just like 
it's showing us a lot more of the galaxy, mm-hmm. even though it hasn't showed us that much. Because hey, look, the empires have subcontractors. Mm-hmm. It's not just stormtroopers everywhere. Yeah, the mundane yeah. real world attachment, and like this is what you would consider to be grounding. You know, like yeah, not not this whole like over the top social commentary, like in your face. You know, just you know, let's make Star Wars real and, 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 you know, that type of thing. Like, this is where, okay, it actually feels real. That makes sense. You know, they're, um, you could kind of like the, um, the Fallen Order type reference with the, the demolition of these, of these ships and stuff, right? The, yeah. Uh, the exact same, I forget what those are called, like the ship cutters or whatever they're called. The, those big ships um, that come and they chop yeah, like the, the ships the, in half and, and. Yeah. Well, cool I, like cool I, type of detail i like that yeah well and i noticed that there is um the same ata at type cranes that they had in rogue one yeah mm-hmm. no it was in solo that were like trolling through the water um mm-hmm. and i think they even used that one of those in mandalorian to like fishes the the ship out of the sea when he crashed land yeah um anyways that was like a cool little detail like you know they're using all this technology uh, so like an ATAT isn't just a troop carrier and like assault. I don't even know a walker. It's a walker, but like it's not just that. Like, you can use it for so many other things. Yeah, and it's it. I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like fan service. It feels like okay. So these are the these are the things. These are the ships that are used to do these tasks. And yeah, you'll see them around. It doesn't have any significance, you know. It's yeah. like, but these these serve a purpose. It's much like. You know the planes and the helicopters that drop water on fires and stuff it's like they have a specific purpose you know and they go and do their thing so it's totally um, believable you know but at the same time it keeps you attached but it also doesn't make you roll your eyes you know what i mean like yeah it's it's a perfect balance this person knows how to how to like tote that line you know so it's like i don't know i like it i like the the vibe Uh, i don't think it, it moves too slow to be honest no uh, I've seen I've seen stuff that that comes off a lot slower for sure, but it's slower compared to Mandalorian mm-hmm. by a long shot. But it's not slow in the sense of, oh my gosh, this is dragging on. It's like the perfect yeah. It sets it's the a, mood. It's it's, it's, it's good working pace. with it. Yeah, it's yep. working with the pace that it should have. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård, uh, once again in every movie known to man, <laughs> um, makes makes his appearance. Uh, Fiona mm-hmm. Shaw, um, um, Aunt Petunia. From, from yeah. Harry Potter. Um, you know, she plays a, a, a fairly pivotal role in all this. And what do you think about that? I forgot his or the, the designation for the droid in this one, but what do you think about B2 that? B2 EMO? <laughs> yes, that's it. It's EMO. That's right. B2 yep. oh, no. EMO. A little too on the nose, but. I mean, it's a cute little droid. Um, I mean, the the fact that it's like stuttering and it has all these issues more than just like. You know, it's not just a quirky droid on the fact that it's a quirky droid. It's like, it has damage. It seems to. It was, though. You know, when you see that flashback, there's a flashback. Um, We're not going to get into details with it. But you see him as, like, a younger droid and not as worn down. And, you know, uh, the programming was a lot more functional. And, you know, it's like, okay, so these little details, you know, like, even the droids are are aging. Um, Yep. Which I, I, I thought Fiona Shaw looked that old when she was, you know, doing her part. But when they did flashbacks, like, that's how that's how old she actually is, you know. And it's like, oh, damn, the makeup or whatever they did to make her look old looked good. 
acting across the board is is solid like i haven't yeah. seen one issue with acting um even the i don't know the the guard that i in all the promotional pictures i thought it was um star killer whoever that actor i forget his name sam whitwer yeah there you go i mean yeah, he played everything but um I, he looked like him in the promotion. I was like, I know. is that him? I was like, what is that? Uh, but no, just in that one scene, I really like the acting from the guy. I just watched it last night, but I forgot his title. Uh, the guy's boss. Um, yeah. The main guy. <laughs> okay. That the that guard? Rupert he... Van Stittart is his name. Chief Hine. Uh, good stuff. That's definitely uh, approval on my, on my rating for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the next thing, I just want to talk about the little step ladder droid. Was so flipping cute. Which one? There, when um, Stellan Skarsgård's ship came down, or mm. in the the transport he was in when it came down, this little itty bitty step droid, like came over and like unfolded itself right in front of the transport so they could get off. It was just like, oh, <laughs> that's that's cool. little I guy. didn't pay attention. I mean, I'm just so used to droids being involved with like Star Wars that they just kind of. I mean, much like somebody probably living in that in that that universe, you know, they just kind of fall into the background. They just do their thing, so you just kind of overlook them. But some unique. I mean, the also too with the emo droid, the close-ups. It kind of looked like the thing was made out of foam. It might be. I mean, it was just like eh. <laughs> a good little warbler. They using warbler. Um, it had a lot of it had a lot of movement, so I can I can see them having to kind of like lighten it up because. It had this kind of accordion effect, uh, while simultaneously also being able to like rotate, and uh, it's interesting. In order to make that, like a practical prop work like that, you need it for that yeah, to be light. You need to do something like that. At least like I don't know, make the top very top of it out of like aluminum or something to where it looked like metal uh, when it looked like up close. And you know, I mean, this is a department that that makes these things. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. it's like what ILM is known for. I'm not sure who didn't this type of stuff and you know they know I mean, that they're going to get close-up shots there. you know it's like you know you're if you got close-up versions and you got you know fully animatronic you know screen worthy versions and then you have like your your glamour shot type ones and this one kind of felt like they had just one and when you get really up close like a lot of the dings and scratches looked fabricated so uh, that's just my nitpick the other nitpick that i have is also I'm actually kind of shocked. I mean, you might not agree, but um, not satisfied with the CGI. It was a very super, super, super small amount of CGI in these three episodes, and what I saw was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like they spent their budget on practical things. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that's great, especially after coming from... You know, all the different shows that have been using the volume yeah. and using only the volume. And it's like, this is like a nice thing I to go back to. But, then, but now it's just like, oh, why? now this feels a little weird because we've had such yeah. great CGI from the volume. Yeah. I mean, my thing, I, just, I wish that for certain, like, there's a speeder scene. And you'll know what I'm talking about. But there's a speeder scene yeah. in there where I really wish that they just took a trip across town that day to to the volume to film that one little scene well, they were <laughs> just filming... because it looked pretty bad on, on that one one particular scene and then the other ones are like uh the the entry of the of the ships you know kind of flying they didn't look good you know what i mean it's like this is only 20 seconds of collective footage in this entire entire like three episodes 
uh, you think that they would make it look like really solid, but no, yeah. like everything in Mandalorian looks a lot better than the CGI that they did in this particular show. Well, in um, on that note, the uh, a lot of the CGI that they used, um, I mean, it just it felt like it was a little rushed, mm-hmm. at least in those first couple episodes. Um, but I mean, the practical effects, by and large, and everything practical was beautiful. Oh yeah, it looked good. They did such a great job. Mm. A little, a little reminiscent of Tatooine. Um, a, a little, but I mean, like there's. I mean, this place uh, had a little bit more life to it, but it was just like a graveyard you could tell, of ships. Yeah. It was yeah. different, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, yeah, the ship, the shipyard, and you know, all this stuff, and seeing all these old rickety ships, and it's like this is the type of environment that like the Falcon came from. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just this junker, you know. And I like that type of style. Um, also, the drop ships, right? A little prequel yeah. action. Did you see that? Well, they had the um, very, very prequel shape. Don't know yeah. why they had such a rough entry. Isn't space travel like just <laughs> common? <laughs> like why was I mean, it they so still dramatic? Have, they still have atmosphere stuff that they have to. Yeah, around. but they don't get rocked around and like you know these ships just like coast, you know. But it's like these these little drop ships were having like flickering lights and they're jostled around. I get it, you know. Like I understand the the imagery that they were portraying. One hundred percent, it looked good. Uh, but I just had a giggle at that too. I was like, why would this thing be be acting like it's going to fall out of the sky or tear up, yep. you know? But well, it was like, to strengthen the emotion of the scene and kind of get you amped up because these yeah. characters were walking into something and, you know. Well, in, um, I mean, those ships, they are like the, the commercial version of the Republic gunships. That's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they didn't have the big rockets and they didn't have like the big guns on the side. It was just like, this is what we offer to civilians. Here you go. I mean, go. they quite literally look like little mini tiny versions of, you know, what Yoda rolled up on. In the Clone yeah, the Wars Republic gunships. Yeah. And um, sealed. And they had like the the netting on the inside. Just so reminiscent of like, a, you know, a military drop vehicle, you know, just well, what you would have in mind when you think of yeah. it. Well, and those Republic gunships, though, like the ship that Yoda rolls into in Geonosis, uh-huh. those are capable of sealing themselves for space uh, short space voyages. Yeah, and you, I think you see them at one point doing that, right? Um, I can't remember if we see that I've seen in it live action, it might but be, in Clone, Clone Wars, Wars, we see yeah. that several times. Yeah, I think it was Clone Wars I saw it. So, I mean, I like I like it when they kind of harken back to it. Uh, Razor's Crest was, was kind of a, a prequel era type design, you know? Like, a little yeah. bit in that area, not, not too much. It was a nice middle ground. Rest in peace. Love that ship, but whatever. Yeah, um, but in, I, I think in one of the the shipyard scenes, you see a destroyed Razor Crest. Looked like it. It, it looked lo- I like saw it. It, yeah. it looked like it. I couldn't really pin like, the, yeah, the, the top wing the, sections look a little different. The cockpits, though, that looked like right on, yeah. right on point. It, I mean, it almost looked like it was um, either a Razor Crest or a version of the Razor Crest or at least came from the same company. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the show definitely it wanted to portray like this is where the trash of the of the galaxy ends up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not gonna say it was because I mean obviously there's people living there and it was like you said, bustling and stuff, but it just had that feeling where it's like a lot of the jobs were there cutting up, you know, Imperial and, and you know, Republic ships or what have you or whatever, you know, they're just demolition and you get that feeling of just 
you know, this kind of that gross feeling that you get when you're inside the Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> that beautiful, gross, worn-in feeling. Uh, that's how that's they they conveyed that super well. Uh, so you know, we won't we won't gush about it for too long. And at one point, we'll probably have a separate conversation about it. But uh, this yeah. is a, a heavy recommendation. Um, I mean, I would I definitely say it's better than than. Um, Boba Fett. If you were like Agreed. left to the choose between those two, it'd be like, oh, dude, <laughs> and or 100%. Not even close. Don't even waste your time if that's the case. Um, I would actually probably go as far to say that I already enjoy this more than I enjoyed Obi-Wan as a whole. I know that one probably be a little spicy, but I just, I like the like the fact that the person that the showrunners are taking this seriously in the sense that it is a it's an expression through film. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're they're focusing on camera angles, or focusing on music cues, or focusing on feeling and emotion and, and world building, and and you know they're they're focusing on the things that you know you can get behind, not just a shallow story with things you know, uh, you know, to pump out the content. Um, there's a lot of reasons I like Obi Wan in particular, mainly because of the people that come back. But you know, really, it's like I could have just had a two-hour episode of that as a movie that was just the Obi-Wan and, and Darth Vader stuff and getting rid of all the Reva stuff and all the Inquisitor stuff and just, you know, uh, maybe a little slight reference to them, but you could get something better out of Obi-Wan, you know, if you started s- slicing things away. This feels like a... more of like how you appreciate Breaking Bad um, or a, a show like that, like Game of Thrones, where it's like you're in it, you know, there's a story being told and, and you're willing to, to sit there and, and meet these characters and, and hear this this story and, and understand the world that these filmmakers are are making, you know. It's not just a paycheck to them. So uh, I dig it. Heavy recommendation for me. And, um, you know, try to sit there and watch all three episodes straight because it is very, it's very much a, a three-part singular film if you watch it in that sense yep all right so i think it's it for uh, our andor discussion i think we can only say that we recommend it so much uh so you know if i if you have disney plus go ahead and give it a watch definitely definitely a good one um moving on to the roundup as as i mentioned the last episode we're going to try to redo how we how we get through the roundup because some weeks are just excessive news and some weeks it's uh fairly manageable um, I think the best thing to try to keep the show under an hour total is to uh, choose like the top four or five stories in the roundup, um, and then afterwards just kind of rattle off the stuff that that we uh, we didn't get to, and then kind of push people to the Twitter so that they can read these articles because you know we we retweet and we like these things, so it's a nice a nice way of getting this information. So what do you think? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, uh, the first one here, it's a big one. Um, it probably could have been its own story, but I personally don't care about it enough to where I'm going to, I'm going to give it too much attention. Um, you know, I like streaming on Twitch and I like watching Twitch and been around Twitch forever. But by this point, it's just kind of like eye rolly. It's like, whatever dude, but, uh, we'll get through this little burb here. Twitch drama, annual community sacrifice. This time a multi-tier situation that first started with a streamer by the name of Slicker being outed as a perpetual con man, convincing dozens of people to front him cash to support an alleged sports gambling addiction, uh, selling them stories of temporary hardships and promises uh, of interest in return. 
Uh, he approached everyone he knew from other big, big and small streamers to his own mods and even random viewers uh, who were known to donate regularly. After video and DMs were shown of him begging for money, he then went live and divulged the details of the apparent situation. Uh, other more outwardly virtuistic streamers seized the opportunity to, to thrust the discussion of gambling on Twitch back into the forefront, calling for mass pressure from their fans uh, for Twitch to take action. Although Slicker didn't stream gambling or even gamble on the exploitative websites that the Twitch gambling community uh, are sponsored by, uh, Twitch made an announcement that they would be banning mostly all forms of gambling, specifically stating the main websites uh, that have been most recent discussion around the gambling category. Uh, shortly before the announcement, in a Twitter scuffle between two popular streamers, Trainwreck TV and Mizkiff, a total left-field allegation of Mizkiff's involvement in a sexual abuse cover-up sparked an entirely new and more intense discussion within the Twitch community as big streamers went at it. Uh, some making public statements, some posturing and fighting, uh, and some just outright taking a break from streaming. During the midst of the meltdown, Twitch made another announcement regarding their partner cuts, slashing the percentage and forcing more ads on viewers. Uh, so currently Twitch is a dumpster fire. It is, uh, I mean, I know you don't frequent Twitch uh, too often. I know you like stream on it with, with our account and stuff, but you know. That's this seems, really my extent. <laughs> this seems to be like an annual thing. There's always like some type of big drama where like a group of, and I put it as like overly virtuous streamers or outwardly, um, you know, they're the ones where it's like they're, they're painting themselves as angels and then they're out there, you know, uh, railing against certain things or um, using certain, certain topics and, and talking points to, to further their own careers and, and exposure not all of them. Some of them have like genuine attachment to these stories. Some of them, you know, are involved outright, but really what happened here is it's slicker. Um, I think he's a, he's an older streamer from Iraq, I believe. Um, and he streams numerous types of content. You know what I mean? I think he's done like IRL streams before and, and like gameplay and like, you know, a reaction type stuff. But Really what it came down to is that, you know, it was like, oh, hey, man, like my mom's sick and Twitch is, you know, uh, withholding my payment for another month. And I'm not going to be able to afford it. Do you think I could borrow like a thousand or two thousand bucks, you know, and then he would get the money and then be like, hey, man, this is like really embarrassing for me personally. So if you could like not tell anybody like that'd be great, you know, like I'd really appreciate it and I'll, I'll get you back with interest. And then they'd be like, all right. So nobody told anybody and then he'd go to the next person and do the same thing. He racked up over $300,000 in debt to like dozens of people. And I even mentioned in there, uh, including his mods and he would randomly reach out to viewers, just That's like crazy. random people, uh, and send videos and be like, Hey man, like, you know, I hate to do this and you don't have to, if you don't, but you know, if you can like hook it up with like a little bit of money and blah, blah, blah. It's like, this is like some like 16 year old kid, 17 year old kid. who's like, I don't have that money. Like I don't have a job. Um, like literally, I think there was a message. He's like, how old are you? And he's like, Oh, I'm 16. He's like, Oh man, you got like a job or what? He's like, yeah, I work, blah, blah. He's like, damn, they make you work at that age. He's like, yeah. He's like, damn, that sucks, man. Hey, but anyways, uh, you know, I'm in this situation. It was like that. He conned somebody who is saving money for their chemo. What? <laughs> there was somebody who was paying for their, their chemotherapy 
uh, and he was, I believe, repeatedly, but at least once, uh, you know, asking this person for money. I uh, don't like this guy now at yeah. all. So it's it is, it's pretty scummy, and he didn't he didn't show like true remorse. He went on like a stream and was just like, yeah, like it sucks and blah blah, and like, you know, it is what it is. It's like what? Like no, dude. Like you should be locked up in jail right now, being sued or some shit. You know something. Um, but you know, like I said, he I mean he he set up this little network of people who felt like guilty talking about it, and it was like big streamers that got duped. Um, and then like randomly, it was like this discussion where Mizkif is like a, a streamer who's like a reaction streamer, but really is like a unique character on Twitch because it's more so about like personality and and like dicking around with chat and stuff. And he has kind of gone from just being like a guy who streamed and like joked with chat and like genuinely interested chat to then being like, you know, he has people over like daily and it's more of like a little like show like he has like guests and they all do like stupid stuff and then you know it's like he's going after the more you know popular female streamers and then you know he's getting other streamers so it's like this culmination of stuff so he's naturally been kind of injected into the potential for drama um and then randomly trainwreck tv is is one of the he's the most popular gambling streamer he's sponsored by stake.com he burns hundreds of thousands of dollars a night and wins hundreds of thousands of dollars a night as well um, through this, you know, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all that stuff. He's used, they're using, you know, digital currency for for these these gambling websites, and you know, it's it's led to a discussion of whether or not or whether or not that's right or wrong to have on Twitch. Twitch is thirteen and up, you know, and it's it's not appropriate. And then there's the argument of, you know, I tell people this is bad, and I, you know, I I, I relinquish all all uh, responsibility like I, I make it very clear that I'm not at fault you know uh, me personally it's like I could care either way I don't think that it's it's always a matter of like if if genuine people who are sitting there playing video games are having their viewers stolen from something then you can have like an argument but if it's just a matter of you know people wouldn't be using twitch if it wasn't for this one person streaming something they like then I can't really you know argue against it but you do have the m moral sense of this uh, you also have like the jurisdiction sense of this. Some places gambling is just not legal at all. Period. You know these websites are run out of like shacks in the middle of nowhere. You know it's like it's real dodgy. Um, so I can see it, and it's probably better if it's just gone. But uh, really, what's odd about this is that Slicker wasn't using those websites. He wasn't even gambling on slots or anything like that. It was sports gambling. You know. And it was just a personal vice that he was subjecting other people to, you know, victimizing other people. It was so weird to see this entire community flip it and be like, oh, okay, so it's it's all these slot machine websites that are the issue. And then Twitch finally caves and is like, okay, all that stuff's banned. All those websites are banned and you'll be banned if you, if you do it. So naturally people that were doing nothing but that, it's a little upsetting, you know. Um, and although, you know, you can agree with gambling or not, I think we can all agree that, you know, taking something and then using it as ammunition to get something else done is kind of scummy. You know what I mean? It wasn't done. It was it was almost exploitive in regards to how they got that done. Uh, but, you know, me personally, it's like, you know, it's gone. Whatever. Big deal. No biggie. Uh, but what do you think? What do you think about gambling on a website where you have to be 13 and up to participate? 
that uses uh, digital currency on websites that are run by companies or individuals outside of America? Um, I mean, it's wholeheartedly a gray area. I mean, some at least morally, it's a complete gray area. Mm. I think it should be age gated um, to you know eighteen or whatever the legal yeah, age the for same. gambling. That's a little click thing, you know. This yeah. is adult content. Are you sure you're eighteen? You click yes, and then it starts the stream. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what mature, mature, the little mature option in the dashboard on Twitch. It just prompts people that. You know, when you're going in there, it's like, okay, this is for adults. So you got to make sure that you say you're an adult and then yeah. we're not responsible. But you can't really stop that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I I really don't care what people do with their own money. Yeah. Um, however, you know, if it's used to exploit other people, that's when I think, you know, Twitch should take a, a true stance on it, um, which I mean they have. Um, but now these streamers, I mean, these streamers are being paid. I mean, I think this is ballpark, not exaggerating, like million plus dollars, like a month, hundreds of thousands of dollars a week. These off the wall, you know, gambling websites, they're making so much money if they can dish out millions of dollars to multiple streamers to push this, you know what I mean? So yeah you can always you can question the 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 exploitive nature of it um however you can't argue the fact that they are succeeding in in siphoning money from people and then giving them to these streamers to then help them siphon more money it is the nature of gambling um i love vegas i've been to vegas so many times throughout my life <laughs> you know living in california is just a, a a morning drive it is what it is it's people doing their thing spending their money how they want um however I'm a bit old school and it's like Twitch should still just be video games. And that was the simpler times and everybody had a good time and just, they played along, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah. now we're introducing different factors that, that muck, muck up the waters. There's a plethora of different categories that are in question, but uh, really if the website was just about playing video games, we wouldn't have any of these issues. Uh, next up here, you know, NVIDIA announces that there will be no decrease in GPU prices. Uh, as most had anticipated and then announced the RTX uh, 4090 and its $1,600 price tag, tag and an October 12th release date. Um, so that $1,600 price tag is only if you get the Founders Edition or the like just this plain Jane NVIDIA card? Yeah. Um, I, like I saw a, a list, I think it was from overclockers.com, and... Like they're almost all eighteen to two thousand dollars. So eighteen hundred to two thousand dollars. Which is like, are you insane. kidding me? Like, what was it? What do you? I forget what it's called. Like Moore's Law or something like that. Or he, the the main Nvidia guy said something in regards to it just not being plausible anymore that you can expect a decrease in price from year to year. He basically shot it down. He's like, unfortunately, just because they're gonna stop using GPUs for mining Ethereum doesn't mean that gpu prices are going to decrease and then went on to say like okay so here's the new lineup um, scummy pretty scummy and then you have that on the coat the you know the coattails of of um evga denouncing their their involvement or, or cooperation with with nvidia uh and just yeah. flat out not making gpus anymore super crazy i don't know 
it might be i mean the video was kind of just like a yeah whatever but now it's starting to become a little bit more like uh you know yeah how much worse I, is an amd <laughs> you know i mean i know yeah. amd is comparable in certain senses the amd that i owned in the past was absolute garbage and gave me nothing but issues but you know i'll, I'll deal with certain things that they're going to be like this yeah well i mean any of the 3000 series rtx cards are super cheap right now i mean there was a 39 or a 3090 ti or something on amazon for just over a thousand dollars like a mm. week ago yeah like and that was 50 some percent off it's just like people are selling these and can't hold on to them anymore so there's a huge influx of 3000 series cards and now mm. nvidia's like oh here's these brand new shiny ones Oh, but it's sixteen hundred dollars still. Is like good. Well, good luck. It's a little tumultuous out there too right now because of the Ethereum dump. Yeah. Um, where these cards are coming from, what they are, you know, and and how used they are. I mean, if it was being used for mining, dude, the thing is toast. You know what I mean? You're sitting on a ticking time bomb. Um, and well, it's going to be I'm talking about, out there. I'm talking about strictly new cards. I Any mean, other new cards? Yeah. I mean, refurbs or RMAs, that type of thing. But well, I'm not talking about that. Like. Yeah. I'm talking about any of the 3000 series that you can buy brand new are cheap. Speaking on the overarching situation, it's really sad that um, such a great GPU manufacturer is dipping out yeah. because of the what Nvidia was imposing on them. Yeah. Well, um, I think they they might have even wanted to have some type of price drop to help their sales and stuff, you know, because by this point, people are just grabbing whatever. Like, I forget yeah. what my, my GPU is, actually. I just, whatever I could find for, I forget what I got, like a 3080 Ti or 3090 Ti. I forget what I got, but um, I wasn't even carrying the brand by that point. It was just, like, the best price point. Because I knew in my head, I was like, it's the same GPU processor, or it's the same processor, it's probably the same board, blah, blah, blah. It's just about heat transfer this thing's got three fans and it's within the right you know price range i'm taking yeah. it you know what i mean so i could see evj being like wow man lighten up a little bit man we need to make some sales people are just buying anything they can get right now like and then them being like oh actually we're gonna be raising the <laughs> you know? and evj being like no 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 all right we'll we'll just go make keyboards and we'll go make you know uh power supplies and fans and cases and stuff like that yeah, uh, and that's what they it, went and did, you know. Honestly, it would not surprise me if a year or two from now, um, EVGA comes out and says that they're, they're making AMD. Well, no, Intel. I think they would move to Intel. Um, Intel's making GPUs. They're making them very short numbers. Um, so that we... would be the way for Intel to get a solid manufacturer to start cranking them out for Damn, them. Damn, and Intel has that technology, that realism technology. I don't know if you yeah, ever saw it where I, they took GTA. Oh, what was that? Beautiful. That was, like, scary. Like, what they did, I was like, wait, what? This is not real? Like, it literally looked like taxi, da like, dash cam footage. Like, but better quality. It looked real. Like, the whole setting and environment just turned GTA into, like, this real... I mean, it was weird actually seeing it, to be honest. But yeah, um, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, they might have to wait some time before um, it like shows up, yeah. or if they're they're able to do it, because um, they might have a, a non compete clause that they have to bite through. Like I said, for a year or two. But it, like I said, it would not surprise me in that um, year to two years we'll see uh, EVGA partner with Intel, maybe AMD, but I think it would be Intel.
That'd be interesting. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd even try it, to be honest. Oh, yeah, me too. Hmm. But yeah, moving on here. Uh, Video Game Donkey, veteran gaming YouTuber, announces Big Mode, an indie publishing company he started with his wife, Leia. A little bit of speculation on this one. People be like, oh, so he thinks that he does reviews and blah, blah. Like, you know, he's going to be able to, to make games and yada, yada. I don't know if you've ever seen Video Game Donkey. Nope. Um, super old school reviewer. Very funny, actually. I think it would be a very enjoyable one for, for you to watch. I'll, I'll send you some videos later. He does tongue-in-cheek reviews, but he also does incredibly thorough reviews randomly. So it's like he'll make reviews of games that are funny, stupid, you know, idiotic, that type of thing. And then randomly, like, he'll have a Breath of the Wild review that is, like, 30 minutes long, incredibly detailed, broken down, well-written, well-conveyed. Um he's just kind of like he's always been there but he's also a gamer that appreciates like mario games thoroughly you know like he has his hierarchy of all-time games and they're typically like you know based on genuine points you know gameplay sound music uh level design character design movement you know like he's he understands gaming he's picky and he gives credit where credit is due so he's starting a publishing company. Then you get people on the internet spinning it to where it's like, oh, he's going to be trying to, he thinks he could dev games and blah, blah. It's like, you got somebody who's been sitting there soaking up YouTube money for a decade, who's into indie games more than anything, uh, who's willing to put his money on the line to like help devs publish their games and get them out there. Like, I don't see that as a negative until no. there's a reason to see a negative, it's especially with his wife. His wife is like, kind of like it reminds me of your wife you know what i mean just like light-hearted happy smiles you know just a positive outlook not scummy like in any way whatsoever like just they're like a cute couple like it doesn't come off as like negative to me in any way but you have like this real vitriol online that like sparked up so it sounds like a passion project it is kind of like it seems like a passion project and the way he said it i mean he didn't have very much to, to sell, you know, it was more of like, I've been, I've been making these videos for years, you know, here's my favorite games. Here's the, the things I understand, like what games sh should have, um, that are fun to me, you know? And it's like, I think other people appreciate it. And like, there's so many games out there that could benefit, uh, from being published and yada, yada. Um, but there's always that underlying thing where it's like, you know, you got people out there who don't understand that that would still be a business, right? That he would still be entitled to some type of profit. And I feel that people are already kind of like revving it up where it's like the second that he starts making profit, then they're going to just label it as scummy and stuff. So I don't know. Um, I mean, he's a funny guy, uh, stupid, goofy, um, just has his own way of doing things and reviewing things. I don't know. Like you said, it sounds like a passion project, but you know, if anybody hears it and they're looking for, for an opportunity, big mode, that's a new indie game publisher, which I mean, you, you have a number of, but you don't have an overwhelming amount of options and yeah. somebody who has a like a money flow already and is willing to put some of that to, to making these games, you know, come to light, you know, maybe he's not going to be as worried about making money as, as your typical, only in it for the profit type of publisher so uh, we'll see but yeah if you if you're an indie developer in your mom's basement chilling he wants to hear from you <laughs> um last on here i got some others that i'll just rattle off but um for me at least uh, disney plus hollow hollow stream 
Friday, October 7th is Hocus Pocus Night with the original and then the new film being shown. Then Saturday, October 8th, we'll show Nightmare Before Christmas, WandaVision Episode 6, Halloween Spooktacular, uh, and Werewolf by Night. This will take place at 5 p.m. to midnight at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. What do you think? Sounds like a, a hoot, to be honest. <laughs> like, I don't, like, that was a thing. It's like, that sounds dope. You know, because like, especially after like 10 o'clock, it's going to be super spooky. Um, and I don't know if you know what the Hollywood Forever uh, Cemetery is. Um, I'm looking at pictures of it right now. Rock stars, like movie legends, you know. Um, it's, I'm on the fence about it. It's like, I don't know, is that disrespectful? <laughs> People popping up lawn chairs and, and watching movies and, and, you know. But the thing is, at the same time, the type of people that would be in this uh, in the cemetery to begin with would probably be all about that. You know what I mean? Like that's their yeah. passion and stuff. So I don't know. Um, it's it'd be weird seeing like a Disney plus event then tagged along into a cemetery. Um, but I don't know. I mean, if you look at their, their, if you look at it on Google, um, I think there's even pictures in there of other events where people are sitting on lawn chairs and, and, you yeah, know, I'm seeing that right now. I don't know if they're sitting right on top of of graves, graves, which would be. I mean, you're not. You know, you don't even walk on on tombstones. That's incredibly disrespectful. You know, you try to avoid walking directly over, uh, just as a show of respect. So it's like they probably have like a little area tucked aside. But God, how spooky! I mean, they got like really intricate like tombstones like all over the place, and and the well, mausoleum. Then they have the and, statues. Yeah, the statues and. Yeah, you, you get some some creepy fog rolling through California, you know, <laughs> some creepy moments. You get something like that and some type of like, you know, really exposed moon. That'd probably be a really creepy and cool event. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you're in the, the Hollywood area, all millions of people. But, you know, if there's if there's, uh, you know, some free time on your on your schedule for for those dates. What was that? That was October 7th and October 8th. Yeah. You know, prop up a lawn chair and go watch some, some spooky movies in a, in a cemetery until midnight. Um, I say midnight because it was like they the first movie starts at 9 or uh, starts at 5. And then the Hocus Pocus 2 started at like 9.30. And I'm assuming that's going to be like a two-hour movie. So, you know, you would assume like midnight. I can only imagine. So it looks like that on the 7th, um, Hocus Pocus and the new film will be shown. Then on the 8th. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, WandaVision episode six, mm. and then Werewolf by Night. Um, so it's they have it split up between two days. Yeah, and that's that's I said. It's like the first day is kind of like Hocus Pocus Day, where they're going to have the two. Um, obvious. I mean, we didn't, I didn't mention it. Actually, we talked about it. Actually, I actually said probably Werewolf by Night is going to be like an hour long thing. It's exactly an hour long. Actually, I think it's like fifty. Well, not exactly, but it's like fifty-five minutes or fifty-eight minutes and thirty-two seconds or something. So, nice. um, and I mentioned it last week. Your your speculation in regards to the special presentation uh, that is a, a subcategory that's part of like the MCU, but not directly reflects you know story arcs. However, that came from James Gunn when he referring to his holiday special. And then I have conflicting reports later in the week that um, there's going to be references in that special that set up things in Guardians 3. 
So huh. I'm still confused as to exactly what it is. Well, I think it's part. I mean, they explicitly stated in D23 that it is part of the MCU. It's just a special presentation, like a, just a one-off. Yeah, but my thing is, is like, and I mentioned in in the standalone episode last week was like, Werewolf by Night. It's not a character that you're going to see hop in there and just start, you know, bopping around the MCU. So is it like? Werewolf by Night is a movie inside the MCU, as like kind of like how uh, Keep the Change of Filthy Animals was in Home Alone, where it's know. like a movie within a movie universe. Um, or it's like, are you gonna see a, are you gonna see a TV in the background playing Werewolf by Night inside She Hulk? You know, in in, in an episode of She Hulk, because like that's kind of what I'm getting from that vibe. You know, um, yeah, we but, won't know. Till later the guardians holiday special is not going to be that you know what i mean so i don't know i'm still i'm still kind of confused by that but that's my thing is like i would love to see both hocus pocuses in that setting but i would want to see werewolf by night even more in that type of setting yeah so that's, I'm, that's I'm looking at a, a picture from the like google reviews of like a big like setup for movies at this location does it look like um, they're on graves or is it like an... I, I i can't tell there's just there's a lot of people here yeah like everywhere so um i'll send you the link real quick so you can look at it hmm. yeah i mean that's super spooky um you know i've spent limited amount of times in in cemeteries at night i'll tell you what <laughs> that's not my place to be at the middle you know the middle of the night that's not a not my idea of a good time. However, in this type of environment, it would be super neat. That's a, that's the fun part about living in L.A. They they would have a, a movie screening until midnight in the middle of a cemetery. <laughs> it's like, why not? Why not? So, and it looks like they've been doing this for years. Yeah, um, I'm looking at one from September 2016, and I mean, I can't tell what exactly what the movie is, but there there's a plethora of evidence to show that that they've been doing this for mm. years. I mean, that's a respectable size screen, too, that's, that's in oh, that yeah. picture they sent. So, uh, fun time. If you're in Hollywood area, check it out, you know? Especially if you're into those movies. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas would also be super cool watching in there. Like, all those movies, good. And I also like they, they, they picked out just a singular WandaVision episode because it's just spooky. Love it. I'm all about that spooky business. We're in my territory now. A few days yep. ago, we rolled into to, to dawn season, <laughs> for sure. This is, this is when I thrive. So uh, really quickly here, throwing this in here during editing, uh, a story that I forgot to hit on that we discussed in the week prior. Uh, an update to last week's GTA 6 leak. The suspected hacker has been taken into custody. Early Friday morning, reports of the FBI's attempts at tracking down a hacker associated with multiple database intrusions had led to the arrest of a 17-year-old from the city of Oxfordshire, England. Uh, no information has been released since their arrest. The hacker had recently attempted to blackmail Rockstar before being tracked down less than a week later an investigation that worked in conjunction with the city of London police. So we talked about this story last week. Uh, this person had also taken credit for the Uber hack, which had already uh, put them on the radar of the FBI and DOJ. Uh, but yeah, less than a week later, he's been taken into custody uh, and we're just kind of waiting for more information on that. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and squeeze this into the show and uh, we'll get back to it. Uh, but yeah, that is it for me. Did you have anything that you want to throw in here? Yeah. Um... So it was reported officially yesterday, but there's rumors all this week that James Earl Jones has signed off um, had the rights to Darth Vader's uh, voice, mm -hmm. and he's officially retiring from Star Wars. Yeah. So the AI will be used. Yeah. You said lifelike reproduction, but I don't know where he would have 
A Sandlot remake or what? <laughs> what, yeah. what, I, what I mean. So I think um, from what the stories, there's a couple of different stories with all of the slightly different bits of information. Piecing it all together, it looks like the part of the deal was that any of the archived um, voice stuff for him, stuff that wasn't used in the movies, stuff that was used in the movies, and any other um, Disney property that he was in, uh, all of that will be able to be used to recreate Vader's voice uh, through AI technology. Uh, I mean, in uh, Obi-Wan, they had the, the part where I was transitioning from Anakin's voice to Darth Vader's voice. I think, it, I mean, that was done with AI, and I think that's kind of what we're going to be looking at. Uh, so I want to read this uh, part real quick. Um, so specifically, James Earl Jones signed off... Um, the rights to his voice to Lucasfilm and Respeecher. Respeecher is a Ukrainian company that uses archival recordings and AI program to create new dialogue for voice performances who have either aged out of their roles or have passed away. So, I mean, I already said it. I'm hoping for a Siri DLC. What up? Yeah, I, I, I would, I think at this point it, it is logical to have a Darth Vader series. Um, I mean, we've been focusing on good guys in all of the Star Wars stuff, but we need a bad guy story. A yeah. good one. I mean, if you're going to... I mean, especially to give uh, Hayden some work, you know? Yeah. Well, and if... Just me thinking out loud, if they had this, like, you know, picking up right after episode three and how, like, he's transitioning into being yeah. Darth Vader in the suit and... After like the no. fresh wounds, exactly where like, he went after that, like he just puts his hands down and sulks, yeah, and then walks up. <laughs> and it's, the, it's the series after that, yeah. That'd be you know, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, how I hate fan service and I hate the member berries and stuff, but I don't know, Vader's kind of cool. I'd, I'd much cool. rather have a Vader show than an Obi Wan show or yeah. a uh, Boba Fett show. Um, I want to say well, about Mandalorian because Mandalorian is cool, but yeah, you know, I mean, but, if you're going like, to pick but, characters, Vader's definitely one where it's like, all right, I'll watch that. Damn yeah. Me. Well, and like, if they were to do it right after episode three, they, you have, you're going to implement all the stuff with the Republic trans or like transitioning into the empire, um, and how all of that works, mm -hmm. um, how his role in the empire is formed. Like, cause it's not just overnight. He's like, you know, Revered, where we see him in a home respected uh, yeah feared. exactly yeah um so having that story to get from there but like him hunting jedi would be like in this realm or yeah. turning jedi to be inquisitors i think yeah. that'd be super cool yeah i mean there's potential there and like i said give hayden some work um you know i'd like to see him back so that's that's my thing with that Agreed. But, uh, james Earl jones siri dlc need it yep so that is it for this week's show. Try to make it nice and quick. Uh, stick around an hour or so. A little bit over probably, but, you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll work on it, but not not too bad. A couple other things on here to check out. You can head on over to our Twitter. Uh, Grogu Tamagotchi announced. Looked dope. I'm going to get that. Um, another hack, this time 2K, urging customers to change their passwords. So if you have an account, maybe you want to go do that. Uh, Overwatch 2 lead hero designer Jeff Goodman has uh, left Activision Blizzard just a month before the game's launch. Some drama going on over there with Overwatch 1.5. Uh, 
Uh, Motive has announced an all-new single-player action-adventure Iron Man game in conjunction with Marvel Games. It will not be tied in, to any of the other Marvel games being released, which like uh, Wolverine and, and the Captain America and Black Panther games. It's not going to be kind of like a shared universe with that. Um, Marvel Studios confirms a number of new War Machine suits in an upcoming Armor Wars. My speculation on that with the potential of a Punisher cameo in Echo. Uh, by the time that armor roll or armor war rolls around, you'll you might have Frank Castle in the uh, the War Machine suit. Dope. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Super Mario Brothers, starring Chris Pratt, will have a teaser trailer premiering at the New York Comic Con on October sixth at four p.m. Uh, the next one here is nice, actually. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales announced for a fall PC release on Epic and Steam. Um, no date on that that I could find. Uh, and then lastly here, Cloverfield sequel in the works at Paramount. Uh, I believe that, if I'm not mistaken, is produced by Matt Reeves. Because it's Matt Reeves' involvement with like the original film and stuff like that. Nice. But uh, Some other little blurbs and stuff. If you want to check out our Twitter, you can head on over there. And I'll just work right into the plug here. Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Facebook. It's at Nerd Chatter Show. Uh, you can find all the episodes of the Nerd Chatter Podcast anywhere you can find podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and pretty much anywhere else. Just go ahead and type in Nerd Chatter Podcast and uh, you will find us there. If you're interested in becoming a part of the community, you can join our Discord where we share stories, links, trailers. We had some of the leaked footage for uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 in there before they ripped it down. So if you want to go ahead and hop over there, you can join the community there. Or you can head on over to our Patreon where we have Patreon-specific content where we've done like reviews in the past and kind of top threes and talking about Ryan Johnson most recently and stuff like that. So you can check that out. Uh, if you're on YouTube, if we have any links that we want to share, they'll be down there in the description. If you're listening to us on any of the podcast platforms, you can head on over to our website, nerdchatter.com, and find any of the links to any of our social media, and you can find what you need there. Garrett, my friend, welcome back. Thank you Thank for you. being here. And, of course. Uh, you know, we'll see how we fare. Uh, I have some, uh, some oral surgery coming up here in mid-October, so... There's going to be probably a solo show with you coming up, and then uh, we're going to do an early recording for a Halloween show. Since I'll be out of town, uh, we'll be discussing Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2. So nice. I'm pretty stoked for that. Uh, we're going to try to take care of that ASAP, so we have that on deck. Um, I'm probably going to be out for a week or two. My surgery is going to be midweek. That Saturday is definitely going to be off the table, and then hopefully I'm good to go might have some slurred speech or you know just not being able to, to operate my mouth the same way <laughs> we'll see what's up um, we'll, we'll yeah. play it by ear yeah we'll play it by ear so uh, we're gonna head on out of here you guys take it easy Wait.